Beijing 2008. How are the Australian doctors turning up the heat? You're listening to Reach MD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Sports Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Lushas, and with me today is Dr. Peter Bequee. Dr. Bequee is the medical director of the Australian Olympic team for Beijing 2008. He is a sports physician at the Olympic Park Sports Medicine Centre in Melbourne, Australia, and has attended two previous Olympic Games as the team physician for the gold medal winning Australian field hockey team, the Kookaburras. Today, we are discussing why Australia is sending so many medical staff to the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Welcome, Dr. Bequee. Hello, Mary. Now, what I would like to ask you is how the Australian doctors prepared or are preparing the elite athletes with vaccinations before they get to China for the Olympics? Mary, we've prepared our athletes as we hope to prepare anyone travelling to Asia. We looked two years ago at the need for vaccination program and fortunately a company GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, have been very kind in providing product to enable us to perform a mass vaccination program. The agents that we've used is hepatitis A, hepatitis B, typhoid, and revisiting childhood immunizations, whooping cough, tetanus, diphtheria, and polio. And we've provided access to each of those vaccines for all of our shadow team, that is team that would be travelling to Beijing in the lead up years were able to source a vaccination program and we hope that that's had high penetration into our support staff and our athletes and we've certainly strongly promoted this. GSK were able to develop a card which is a summary document of the athlete's immunisations. As I mentioned before, with hockey, the, for instance, the athletes travel to Asia frequently, so a significant number of our athletes have had hepatitis B. The younger ones have hepatitis B as part of a childhood immunizations now. So we hope to achieve a high penetration of vaccination to those agents. In combination, as we're coming into our influenza epidemic period, we aim to immunise our athletes against influenza. And Peter, who does the vaccinations? Is it the team doctor or have you outsourced that to other physicians? Varies a bit, Mary. We've had sort of combinations of team docs or sport institutes and we also used a travel medicine clinic, a group that has centres throughout the capital cities and some of the larger cities, regional larger cities, and the Travel Medicine Centre was able to provide an assessment and analysis of individual needs and talk about other issues such as sexuality, blood products, food hygiene, so the broader travel medicine needs and then provide the immunisations. We haven't specifically provided meningococcus or rabies, some of the other conditions that may be encountered either in Australia in the lead-up or in Beijing, but hope that the time of providing the vaccinations would give a time to talk about these issues too. And do you provide each athlete with their own little medical kit to take to Beijing and does it have a condom in it? 
No to both those, uh, <laughs> Mary. No, we haven't. Um, the condom provision is an issue that we certainly address, and we're not going to provide individual packs of condoms for the games, but we will have condoms available in the same way as we'll have disposables, dressings, wound management, medications, and athletes will be able to, rather than having a specific medical kit, be able to access that through our central headquarters. It's not something that I've been involved with in terms of products, but generally things like um, ultraviolet cream will be provided per each athlete. We'll probably have a hand-washing solution for each athlete, and there'll probably be a toiletries, and it'll come as part of that, but not individual content provision. Are you concerned any athletes may be tempted to get tattoos whilst they're in China? Really, I am. I am concerned about that. And I think the Olympic rings is a commonly chosen memory. And I suppose there's something a bit special about doing it in the city of the Games, but it's something that we've talked about. And I mentioned briefly sexual health and athletes need to be aware of hepatitis B, hepatitis C, AIDS, HIV, AIDS, and so we'd strongly recommend if people want to have a tattoo that they wait until they return home. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to a special segment, Focus on Sports Medicine, on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr Mary Lushars, and I'm speaking with Dr Peter Bequee from Melbourne, Australia. We are discussing why the Australians are sending so many medical staff to the Beijing Olympics. Dr. Bequi, we were talking about the threat of infectious diseases in China and vaccination. Is there any concern on your behalf for the athlete's safety with viral outbreaks of bird flu or coxsackievirus, which have both been mentioned in the news in the last few years, to be a problem in China? Mary, I think it's critical that anyone that goes to Asia has an awareness of these issues. Concern is too strong a word in my mind. Awareness means that we talk to our team, the support staff and and athletes, about issues such as bird flu. The bird flu is not in reality an issue for our athletes, but we talk about the need to try and prevent those areas where one may acquire it. So we're suggesting our athletes stay away from wet poultry markets, very specific if they choose to eat chicken, that they don't eat pink chicken, they stay away from poultry products, feathers, etc. But I think as long as people do those specific hygiene measures, and especially where the bird influenza situation is at the moment, it's not a magic issue for our athletes. The Coxsackie virus, we're fortunate that the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade is closely watching both these issues. And again, I don't think the Coxsackie is going to be a major issue. It's obviously been a huge concern in China. The unfortunate brunt of the outbreak seems to be with children. Yes, it's something that we need to be aware of, but not a major concern for our team, Mary. What about food and water safety in Beijing? I think it's critical that anyone that travels to Asia in generally, and not specific for Beijing, that people do practice sound food hygiene. And we're trying to be fairly forceful in our message to athletes if they're coming from Australia, from Europe, that 
the water and food will have a different bacterial content to the food that we might be used to in Australia. And so it's critical for our athletes to be water hygiene aware and food hygiene aware. And we'll strongly recommend the simple principles of avoiding prior to an event, eating out of the village and eating well-cooked food, drinking bottled water, etc. We haven't had major, major dramas in our test events, Mary, with food issues, and yet we're going to have to crank up our hygiene measures and continue our hygiene measures, and particularly up to individuals leading up to the game. But obviously, as we mentioned before, we're talking about the cyclists, the marathon runners, you need to line up for an event in good nick and food hygiene is probably an important part of that preparation. So when you get to Beijing, Pete, how easy is it going to be for the team doctors to continue their medical care? What's the village like? It's varied from different games and this games will have obviously the two outlying facilities that for sailing at Qingdao and Hong Kong for equestrian. But we, for instance, didn't have our rowers in the accommodation of the village in Athens, so all of the teams, the two athletes are also out of the village, so all of the teams will be living in the village and the geographic layout is that what we're doing is we've got two towers very close to the China and American towers, as I understand, and the bottom floor of our tower will be a medical centre, athlete services, and so athletes should be able to quite easily access a medical facility. I think we're also quite close to the polyclinic, and the polyclinic will provide us good backup with things such as medical imaging. And so I think fortunately for our specific needs, we're, we're in quite close proximity to the polyclinic. Do you think that it's a coincidence that the Australian and American Olympic teams seem to be in a prime real estate position in the Olympic Village with close access to these facilities? I don't know how it's all allocated, Mary. It's not my area. I imagine there's a lot of discussion as to who, where, and but fortunately those difficult issues are not in my briefcase. So I'm not sure how that's, that's all worked out, but it's my understanding that we're close to China and the United States. And when you are in Beijing, Peter... Do you think in terms of athletes' performance, will you have been able to predict physiologically who's going to perform under certain conditions? For example, some athletes perform better in the heat and some athletes perform better in colder days. Does your level of preparation go into that much detail? We try and look at those specifics, Mary, absolutely. There are some people who tend to store heat a bit more than others. So in the hockey, for instance, we'll monitor hydration, body weights and so on. And you're absolutely correct. There are some guys who tend to store more heat, to lose more fluid in response to heat stress. And we try and target those and make particularly sure that they have access to extra hydration in the recovery phase and, and go into an event as well hydrated as they can. Yes, so we do target some of the the small number that tend to store heat more than others. Every Olympic Games, someone claims that this has been or is going to be the best Olympics ever. Do you think this time it will be the best Olympics ever? 
look, I think it's going to be a very, very, very special Olympics, Mary. I think that China's in a critical phase in its economic growth and industrial growth, and it's got the history behind it, and I'm really excited about China for that reason. It's going to be hot, but you expect that we want it to be hot. That's part of a Summer Olympics. We don't want it to be not snowing in a Winter Olympics. We want it to be hot in a Summer Olympics. And you combine that with the history, and I think it is going to be very special, very special. I'm excited too, Peter, and we wish you and the Australian team the best of luck and we hope that you come back to Australia with an equal number of medals to the American Olympic team. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Mary. We've been discussing why the Australians are sending so many doctors to the Beijing Olympics. I'm Dr Mary Lushars. You have been listening to a special segment, Focus on Sports Medicine, on ReachMD XM157 the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com, register with promo code radio and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have any suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM157. Thank you for listening.